You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to do something. This is a Do They Really Work episode, and this is a Do They Really Work episode that I had gotten from somebody who reached out to me on Instagram and wanted to ask questions about infrared light and red light, and, and probably they only ask about one of those, and I did not look up who asked the question. I'm so sorry. I wish I could give you a shout out right now. But we talk about red light therapy or infrared light therapy. Now, this has become quite a big deal over the last few years as red light therapy has been used for uh, quite a few things. But we see these infrared saunas that have really taken off during the, the last several years. And then they actually have kind of these wands that are close. So you could kind of kind of keep them close to you and move them along your skin they have red light panels that you can set up in your room, hang over a door, put in your office, and you can get benefit from the red light that comes from the panels. Just the color red in the light. But here's the question. Do they really work? And I think this is fair for a fitness professional because it's it's part of this biohacking community. It is part of the recovery community. And fitness and recovery do go hand in hand. I think it's something that we can explore. So first of all, let me just go over a review right now from Hamblin in 2018 in the um, uh, about the mechanisms and mitochondrial redox signaling in photobiomodulation. And photobiomodulation is what light therapy is or what light treatment is. So uh, he goes on, he goes to say that photobiomodulation involves the use of red or near infrared light at low power densities to produce a beneficial effect on cells or tissues. Uh, this light therapy is used to reduce pain and inflammation, edema, and to regenerate damaged tissues such as wounds and bones and tendons, which I find to be really interesting because those are very deep. The primary site of light absorption in the mammalian cells have been identified as mitochondria and more specifically the cytochrome C oxidase. We're not going to get into that. He goes into that in depth. But then really says photobiomodulation has a marked effect on stem cells. And this has also then been a, uh, a way from mitochondrial reox signaling and that the light therapy can act as a preconditioning regimen and can interact with exercise on muscles. So there's a little bit of information about red light and infrared light. They talk about different types of light. So there's red light, which is the color red that you see. So you paint a light bulb red and it's going to be red light. Well, you also have uh, infrared light. And infrared light you cannot see. So the infrared saunas, you go into an infrared sauna and you're like, why isn't it red in here? It's just dark. And that's because you cannot see it, but the heat being emitted from those saunas is coming from the emission of infrared light. There is near, mid, and far range infrared light, near infrared light. Um, 
doesn't get uh, as deep. And then a far infrared light seems to be able to get deeper and penetrate deeper into the skin. Well, what are some of the effects of far infrared saunas when it comes to strength and endurance training? So this was a study that was done in men. There were 10 volunteers that did this. There was light therapy, the infrared light therapy, and then there was a traditional sauna. And what they did is they took these 10 physically active male volunteers and they did a workout. And then it was either 60 minutes doing hypertrophy training, a strength training session, or a 30 to 40 minute uh, maximal endurance training session. And then they sat in a room, like a room temperature room for 30 minutes, and they, uh, or they did a sauna for 30 minutes and then did the room. And so what happens, they put you in an infrared sauna and then they put them in a regular sauna. They had the temperatures the same, but the humidity was much higher in a traditional sauna and the infrared sauna wasn't really that humid. And they did all of these performance tests, which included maximal isometric bench press, leg press, counter movement jump, and a oxygen uptake, so a VO2 max on a treadmill. Here's the thing, there were similar outcomes across the board, except for the infrared sauna had a higher counter movement jump, and the traditional sauna kept an elevated heart rate. Well, that kind of makes sense. You put it in uh, a heated area, the heart rate may stay elevated. So what the researchers concluded here is that this deep penetration of infrared heat and that was done at a mild temperature, the humidity was light, it had really favorable conditions to help support neuromuscular system and how it can recover from maximal endurance performance. And the far infrared light is a pretty decent way for the body uh, to do some of these things with uh, the neuromuscular system in a comfortable and relaxing experience as opposed to how other people may find regular saunas, which are extremely hot, extremely humid, and not as comfortable. All right, well, there's some information about infrared light. Let's talk for a moment about red light. Red light therapy, and this was done from, let's see, this is a plus one article, uh, spatial temporal evaluation of transdermal potential. Rick, what on earth are we talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about light and how it promotes uh, skin barrier recovery. And this is just like a real quick pop in 2019. Uh, Kono et al. said an accelerated recovery using this infrared light was observed. Um, and they found out the influence of light stimulation was um, accelerating barrier recovery so that there may have been damage to the skin and that the infrared light accelerated how fast the skin recovered. But then they also did something else. They used uh, a different type of light. So they used a blue light and they used purple light and they found that those were ineffective at accelerating the barrier recovery. So skin recovery that was uh, damaged. So red light may seem to facilitate recovery uh, when it comes to just like topical skin here. Well, one more study that I want to go over, and it's Figueroa and Padeller 2020 on red light, a novel non-pharmacological intervention to promote alertness in shift workers. Personal trainers, y'all are shift workers. I don't know if you knew that. 
but we work in shifts and sometimes we have some really long days. Here, I'm just gonna go to the, the conclusion is that they did these field, field studies and they showed positive effect of red light for promoting alertness and certain performance outcomes during the day and at night. So the practical applications are that red light may be used to improve response time in shift workers, even though continued research will need to be done. But uh, they find that to be pretty interesting. So whoever asked the question, I don't know if you talked, if you ask about infrared light or red light, but both seem to be beneficial in different aspects of recovery. And that may be something that you as a fitness professional go, look, I'm kind of interested in red light and maybe that can help facilitate how sore my legs are. Uh, is it, is it, definitive. I don't know, but I also want to point out that red light, infrared light therapy is being used a lot uh, experimentally uh, when it comes to cancers, when it comes to um, heart disease. And there are a lot of things that they're doing to explore infrared light near and far to identify whether or not that can be beneficial for pathological conditions. So we'll see. These are things that we don't need to discuss as fitness professionals, but when it comes to exercise, counter movement jumps, um, the ability for us to potentially uh, use it to facilitate some type of recovery seems to be slightly indicated. So with that said, red light therapy, you want to do a red light sauna, uh, go for it. Jump in. I think that it might be mildly beneficial. It's certainly, uh, and and as you do it more and more, then you might get more and more benefits. I'm just saying if you do it one time, probably not going to be super supportive, but doing it uh, to get more exposures to red light or infrared light might be beneficial. With that being said, I hope that this answered a question. And again, I tried to answer two questions because I didn't know red light and infrared light. They both seem to be beneficial. And if you can use it, figure it out, give it a try and see what it's like for you. Thanks for listening. My name is Rick Ritchie. You want to know if things really work, you can reach out to me on Instagram at dr.rickritchie and shoot me a DM. Let me know what you want to know if it really works. And you can also email me at rick.richie at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.